Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's a victory pod, people. We're back with the first victory pod of 2019 after what was a crazy first start to 2019 competitive matches for Sporting KC. Welcome back to No Other Pod, people. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, what a week it's been. Unreal. What a week. Oh, my God, dude. What? uh, That was cool, right? Did we have fun? Are we not entertained? That was, uh, I don't know. I mean, we talked about it. We said, could a uh, 2-0? I mean, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility, but I don't think either one of us said 3-0. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I think we at one point during the pod, I think we said we could see it going like three nil for Sporting KC, but we could also see it really? like falling three to one. So we had sort of like a wide variance, but but we did well, say there you I, go. Tell your I, friends. Yeah, I know for a fact that we did say three zero was a possibility. Bob and Weave, our well, guy, actually messaged me on Twitter uh, right after the game. He? He's like, "Y'all said it." So, oh man, tell your friends. I know about this new clairvoyant podcast (laughs) that (laughs) they like soccer. We got the receipts. So, oh um, man, well that's cool. And I was entertained, bro. I I was a little nervous about it because you know you were like CCL, whatever. I mean, it's exciting, but we're not gonna be upset if we're not good. And turns out we're really good. (laughs) So far, I mean, you know, we. I'm trying to caution myself. Hey. It was one yeah. game against a really bad were. Liga Amekis team that uh, just fired their coach because of how bad they are. But, hey, you know what? That's true. We'll, we'll take it where we can get it. Um, there were some sloppy moments for sure. Um, dude, before we start rolling, let's hit the, the iTunes ratings and reviews because, bro, we had six new reviews since last week. We are over – a hundred total ratings. We have a hundred and two. I don't know what happened. I don't know if people just started listening Y'all came because hard. it's the beginning of a new season or if people were just like, fine, they're begging for reviews. I'll get them one. So they'll shut up or maybe they'll read mine <laughs> on the air. I don't know, but bro, they, uh, kind of a little, little mixtures all over the place, man. The, uh, I mean, I don't know what, it, what we, I posted on Twitter. They called us the KC Cooligans. Um, pretty cool. from Shay number two, one, two, eight, nine. And they, you know, they said they have a, we have a laid back and funny approach that's backed up with knowledgeable analysis and insights. Um, for some reason he has a complaint about, uh, me saying roll tide, which come on. Well, I've said that we all do like twice ever. I've said it twice <laughs> ever. Y'all calm your shit. And, and also have to wait for more episodes. So that's cool, man. And then there was WB Casey Moe. That just says, let's get weird and ride the pine to four trophies. Short and sweet. I love that. Let's do it. And Michael Feuerborn Feuerborn, uh, said, shake and bake as the title. And I'm like, you shake them, I bake (laughs) them. Yeah, Michael, I know, is a 
he he's one that tweets us a lot. So uh, shout out he to is. him. And you, shout out you're to the everybody. shake to my bake, man. You're the <laughs> you're the giraffe to my marmalade. It's good stuff. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, thank you to to everybody who's uh, who's. We've got over a hundred ratings now. That was what we wanted to do oh. by the start of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Check this out, though. Uh, someone said, "What a find!" This is from Uncle Shimp, and this is very interesting to me. I think everyone's gonna love this. Um, you know, there, we have podcast, we have reviews all over the place that say, you know, extreme SKC fanboys. Uh, they've come a long way since the beginning. But this guy said, "I'm newer to the MLS, big international soccer fan, and fan of the EPL and Bundesliga, but had a hard time finding an MLS team to pull for because I have no local team, being from Central Pennsylvania." Watched a bunch of MLS games last year and was drawn to SKC. Trying to learn the team and the guys give great info and discussion. Really glad I stumbled upon this pod. Uncle Shimp, we're glad to have you, man. Uh, Pennsylvania fan. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, bring Is bringing that far a new from fans. Philly? Uh, you know, hey, who? let's be honest. Who wants to be a Philly fan? No one really. Well, probably not. No. But that's that's cool. I mean, if, if he said he has no ho- local team, so he must be a ways away from Philadelphia. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I I'm, I've never been to Philly. I think uh, geography lesson. I I've hope this is right. I th- isn't Philly more on the uh the eastern side of the state, I think. I'm not sure. Um I I've never been either, man. Sounds like we need to go sometime. I'm from LA. I don't know geography east of like Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you just know what's out west. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I I get to to Vegas and after that it's who knows. Um, but yeah. No, That's welcome. You drink too much. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> welcome to everybody. Thank you guys all for the reviews. Yes. I know I think Chad from the Blue Testament gave going. us a review, so thanks to him. Chad. Um, thanks, brother. Yeah. I mean, guys, we can't thank you enough. Cool, we man. we are pumped. Bring your friends in. Yes, absolutely. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Grab random people on the street that you see and say, hey, listen to this podcast. Make sure they subscribe. Um, <laughs> random <laughs> people on the street. <laughs> guy, homeless guy. I don't have a phone. So, well, <laughs> just I'll a, get you a, a phone. Cop. We'll get just, you a cricket wireless. Pickpocket people's iPhones, subscribe them to no other pod, and then slip it back in their pocket, and they will never know, except they will start getting us downloads. Yeah. So. There you go. Hit, <laughs> hit your mom up, who's like, what are these podcasts you listen to, Billy? And uh, mom sounds really old, by the way. And apparently and, your and name you is say, Billy. Mom, let me, give me your goddamn phone, mom. <laughs> give me your iPhone. I'm subscribing you to this podcast. So. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's right. Um well, again, thank you guys so much. If you haven't left us a rating review, please do five stars. We would love it. Let us uh, let us uh, yes. ha- have a review. Tell us what you like. Um, if you dislike something, you can tell us too. But hey, you know, still give us five stars, <laughs> bro. This is this is technically episode zero of the 2019 season. I mean, the ML- MLS season kicks off on Sunday, man, and uh, we might have some new listeners here. So so welcome you guys, and it's gonna. It's gonna be good. If if you are new, our our title our title song though that's Radkey. Everyone know who that is. Everyone know Radkey. Uh, if you don't, you should. They're a local band from St. Joseph, Missouri. You probably recognize the song if you've been around the club for a little bit. It was part of their marketing campaigns in what I want to say like 2015, maybe 2016, somewhere yeah, around there. Might have been 2014. No, 15. You're right. I think part it was 2015. 2015. It was the Made in KC year. I think. Um, that's right. Yeah, and so uh, you know, they we reached out and they gave us permission to to use their song because we liked it so much, and and we kind of associate it with the club. So, thank you to them. Check them out at Radkey on Twitter. So, pretty cool stuff. 
Um, yeah, they're very cool. But man, let's uh, we got a lot to cover because we got a game to talk Where about that start? already happened. We got a game coming up on Thursday, another game coming up on Sunday. We got some maybe some MLS season predictions to get to and talk about all the craziness that's happening around the league. And it's already get it might it, be the busiest episode we've had yet. Could I mean, this be. is crazy being in CCL and the season kicking off. This and we've wasted ten minutes of your precious time already. <laughs> MLS is going full <laughs> MLS. You know, there, there's a lot of weird things happening. So let's jump right in. Um, jump, man. Okay, so we knew Toluca was not sort of the cream of the crop of of Liga MX coming into this. There were a lot of people that were feeling I mean, pretty confident, but. Well, I don't know. I didn't um, understand what that was about. They didn't, uh, they were scary at first, man. They looked quick. They were pressing a lot. And I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. Why is Fontas holding on to the ball that long? <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Why yeah. is Tim Milia not playing the ball out faster? And they they were cool, calm, and collected. And I'm just like, I would not be cool, calm, and collected. What? Not that's all. That's not like you at all. You're always the one telling, texting me and telling me everything is fine and relax and there's no overreactions whatsoever, right? Like that's, That is no. some serious sarcasm <laughs> on your end. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm, I'm honestly I surprised I didn't get a, uh, a text from Dan in the first 15 minutes of the game saying we're, we're missing the playoffs and we're, and we're losing CCL. We're going out in the first round. <laughs> um, Bro, I think the first 15 minutes of the game, I was trying to get the Yahoo Sports to work. I mean, I mean it worked true. fine on my phone. And worked fine on my computer, but I think since I upgraded my television, I'm thinking my old HDMI cables aren't aren't good enough for the new TV. Does that make sense? Is it? Hmm. Are you a technical guy? Would that be a thing? I mean, because they be. need new 4K cables. Maybe. Uh, well, uh, you have, if you get a 4K TV, it should up up uh, convert it to uh, to four. I don't know. It, that should. I don't well, think that should be an glitchy. issue. But. Um, it was just being very stuttery. So anyways, I'd uh, watch well, my computer. It, could it was fine. It wasn't yeah. the end of the world. But uh man, so I think you're right. You that's a good point. The first 15 minutes, I think I don't say I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I would say things were a little shaky. And I was watching this this Toluca team and they were pressing high and they were pressing hard. Um and and I was kind of looking at this. I was like, "Dang, they got some speed!" Like that. This is the difference between MLS and Liga MX. Um, and then things kind of switched. And you know, I think it switched at about the 15, 16 minute mark when Christian Namath got his first chance. Um, I think that was the first real chance of the game for Sporting KC. Johnny Russell had the yeah. ball uh, on the outside, whipped it in with his left foot, and it kind of bounced off Namath's thigh and went like three inches to the right of the post. But um, I don't know. Did you kind of feel like that was almost a turning point where Sporting KC was like, this is our game now? I mean, kind of. We we kind of created more opportunities. We had more chances. And I was just like, holy shit, how are we getting in behind their defense like crazy? Gerso, Gerso's just a fast little fast little cucumber <laughs> r- running behind the line, man. He's insane. Yeah. Uh, uh, the man is a, a Portuguese chili pepper. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Gerso, but, Gerso had a hell of a game. And, and I think there was some sort of speculation at, at first, like, you know, why is Gerso in over Shallowy? Um, is Shallowy still right. injured? And then they, the club nope. was like, nope, coach's decision. He's fine. And, man, Gerso shut everybody and up. We, we love him, too, right? I mean, with his adorable little mustache and his little, little <laughs> voice. You just want to, like, hug him, maybe go out to lunch. 
you know have a have a have a, a light brunch with Gerso, some mimosas. Why um, not? Yeah, Gerso. Look, I will say, Sporting KC does have some of the nicest people on the team between Ilya and and Gerso. Like all of these guys are just lovely people. Um, Seems that way. But so this this chance in the 16th minute, Johnny whips it in. Um, and Namath, it kind of looked like it caught him off guard because there was a Toluca defender who jumped up to try to head it. And and I asked him after the game, I was like, what so what, what happened there? And he flat out said, he goes, I didn't think it was going to get to me. I thought the defender was going to get right. it. And I was surprised and I wasn't ready for it. And so it kind of fell at my hips. Um, but that's the kind of thing I think that he'll probably get in a little bit more rhythm with as the season goes on. I mean, this was 16 minutes into the first game of, of 2019 that was competitive. So... Yeah, that was crazy, man. Uh, it, it was weird because it's like, was he shooting? No, not really. He was just like, oh, there's the ball. So it was it was kind of weird. Yeah, it definitely just caught him off guard a bit. But Sporting KC continued to press, continued to push hard. And about 18, 19 minutes later or so in the 35th minute, this is when your, your fast little cucumber, the little Portuguese firecracker, man. I think as you called him, Portuguese chili pepper, <laughs> whatever it is. That's what he is. Uh, he got in behind the line, just like you said, brought the ball down beautifully. Like Gerso's not known for his touch, oh. but he, he touched this thing down and, and, and he Clearly just really been working on it. Oh my God. It was, it was awesome. And then he laid it off to Namath at the penalty spot. Namath stutter step just a little bit, but you kind of had that feeling like he is going to find a window and put this thing in the net. And that's exactly what he did. One zero sporting KC place goes nuts. That was so. terrifying. I was like, he had like three guys in front of him, and it's just Christian Namath. And and that if you if you're in any other sport, like basketball, oh, three guys are in front of me. I'm gonna pass the ball away. Like I I have no shot. I can't do anything. But he just takes his time, and there he's making them all dive every which way until he found an opening. That was the coolest I've ever seen. Uh, a sporting Kansas city player. I mean, I don't know, man, that's, I never seen anything like that. It seemed really awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of people who are outside of SKC, uh, I think I have a lot of question marks about Christian Namath. I've been talking to a lot of people who I'm like, you guys keep an eye out for Christian Namath this year. I think he could be really good. And they're like, shut up. Like he hasn't had a good season since 2015. He's 30. He's not, he's, he's not good. Like he's going to be bad. And I'm like, seriously, like, this guy um i think he might be great and uh freaking andrew weeby on extra time radio sort of backed us up saying hey namath could be like they they had this segment where they're like who's your dark horse mvp candidate who like really can't win but like might have a really good year he said Namath. yeah so uh he says a lot about sporting too and everyone calls him a homer you know because he's from the area or from kansas but uh I don't know. He tries to stay neutral as he can, but he he picks a lot of sporting guys. He's a he's a fan. He's got a soft spot. We know. We be more on to you. Feels it's like okay. It. It's okay. Um, I talked to him at the All Star game, whatever it was, two years ago, and you know, I was like, "Well, you're a sporting fan, right?" And he's like, "Uh, I'm a fan of the game. You know, we have to stay neutral." And uh, you know, that was by the way, that's when he announced he was having a baby, like. It wasn't even public knowledge. He was like, well, I'm having a kid. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just announced privately to Dan in a one-on-one. Kinda, and to other people, <laughs> I'm sure. So, I don't know. That was cool. He's And then he was talking about everyone else's favorite team. And, and uh, 
you know, so-and-so is an RSL fan or some shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's pretty cool to see. I think Namath's going to have a great year. He's going to bounce back. Taylor Twelman said, keep an eye on him. He might score 15 for sporting KC this year. Um, I, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he gets a 20 combined goals and assists on the year. Um, I, I think but he's been scoring you know. in preseason, dude. It's, it's, it's in him now. He's got the bug. He he knows how to put it in the back of the net and he wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, he's, he's at his natural position of striker. Peter Vermees didn't hide his, his excitement when he brought Namath back and everybody was kind of like, really? I think Namath's about to hit his stride. And I think he's surrounded by such a massive amount of offensive talent with Johnny and Gerso and Daniel with Felipe, Johan, Kellen Rowe, like he's set up for success. So, um, fantastic. It's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know if you saw this this gif that, that Champions League put out, but right after they scored, they they put up this like Peter Vermees fist pump after the Namath goal, and I just think the Champions League Twitter is hilarious because it's they they like try to be kind of funny and they try to do stuff, but it's so dry. Um, I just their caption was like, "When your team finally scores after several attempts." And I don't know yeah. why, like it, they, they, I think they're trying to make it sort of like funny, engaging, but it's just so matter. I read it so matter of fact. I don't, I don't know. I just think it's funny. Um, <laughs> but we went into halftime one zero. Name is goal was the lone goal. We, we, we felt like it was threatening a little bit. Um, but at halftime, you know, one zero is not going to be the scoreline you need because not enough. It's going to, it's going to be tough going away to Mexico. Um, and, and and you need to build a, a big enough lead where you feel comfortable there. So how how are you feeling at halftime at one zero? Not great. I mean, you're like, well, okay, this is cool, this is cool, this this is fun times. Um, but you're not satisfied. I mean, come on, it's one one nil against a league MX team. You got to keep rolling. I mean, you're at home. You might not get any goals at their place, so you got to make sure you get them here. Absolutely. Um, I was in the same page. I was like, we put up a, uh, a poll that was like, how are you feeling after that half? And it was like, feeling great. Still not sure. Uh, like, you know, or, or you're like, I'm pretty nervous. I personally was like, I was still pretty nervous. Most people were like, I'm feeling great. But, you know um, which one I voted for. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do. Um, I just feel like I was like, I've seen this story too many times where we like start off hot and then something stupid happens. And then, you know, we end up tying or losing 2-1 so right um, but hey you know that's where i was feeling at halftime guys people two and are counting us out of this game people are like there's no way sporting can contend with toluca they're one of the best they said that it was the best uh team that an mls team is matched up against right now and it's yeah, like well, really because you got toronto getting smoked you got houston who will probably get smoked tonight we're recording on a tuesday the game's on rain delay and and you got Atlanta that got beat three one. So, Sporting got amazing. the job done. What's everyone else doing? Um, yeah. So two and a half minutes into the second half, Namath had his his third opportunity of the night again because of Gerso. Gerso p- put on his his dancing oh, shoes, turned around the Toluca defender, bitch. um, put the, a gorgeous ball into Namath who had a brilliant first touch, turned and fired a shot and just missed it by inches. Like these are the types of goals. I feel like Namath's going to put away once he gets in midseason form. Don't you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude. Jerso's so fast that I think like his wife is, she'll ask him to go get something at the store and he doesn't need the car. No, no. 
He's running to the store. <laughs> he's just running. And he's coming right. Yeah. He's like he's like Dash from uh from the Incredibles. He's like that little kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um He had a he had such a good night. And and it was, you know, just crazy. about four or five minutes later after Namath missed that goal where Gerso did kind of the same thing, some fancy footwork, tried to feed Namath again. This time the ball kind of bounced in the middle of the box and Gerso said, you know what? Taking taking matters into my own hands, I'm just going to kick it as hard as I can into the back of the net. And he oh put Sporting up 2-0 from a crazy That was angle. nuts. I thought I was going to fire out the other end of the net. Uh, yeah. He just went, eh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was verbatim quote on the field. That's what he said. Um, oh, absolutely. In Portuguese. In Portuguese, of course. And then his celebration, I thought was so cool. He did his signature like uh, baseball celebration home run, but he, he grabbed the soccer ball, put it under his shirt, tribute to his uh, his pregnant wife and his upcoming uh, yeah. soon-to-be baby son. So Didn't someone ask Peter what he thought of the celebration? I was like, who asked? You were in the press conference because I heard your yeah. voice. I was in the press conference. Yeah, it was one of those TV news people that doesn't ever come to games and doesn't really know anything yeah. about soccer. And they're like, but they I'm a TV asked. news person, so I got to ask a they're question. Like, what did you think about the celebration? And he's like, I I didn't see it. I don't know. I don't get involved in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, what's he I, supposed to say? Uh, I thought it was really great. Because he put the ball under his jersey like he was pregnant, <laughs> but he's not pregnant. It's actually a tribute to his wife who's pregnant. So you could see why he would do that. What what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. When sometimes when these TV news people come and they feel like I'm a big time TV news person, I you know, I gotta ask a question because I'm on KC TV five. Uh local well, news. You know. <laughs> and and then you get questions like that. Um That's all right. We they probably listen to us. Because we're big time, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, huge. We I don't know if you've heard. We have 100 huge. plus ratings on Apple Podcasts. So we're kind of a big we're Really, deal. really big. So um, many ratings. <laughs> Lots of really good so, ratings. <laughs> the biggest, the bigliest. Many people are saying this. Fine I people. just went full um, Trumpian over here. <laughs> Everyone loves our ratings. They're really big. <laughs> um, huge. Uh Anyway, getting back to uh, th- this was one thing someone said in, in, in one of our reviews. Sometimes we get sidetracked. Guilty as That's charged. True. That's on me. Um, that is my fault, though. I, I get cra- <laughs> I get out of control. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah, it, it was a a solid start at two zero. But I'm like, man, three zero would be just about perfect. And then I mean, you know, yeah, our uh, our, our our guy Ilya. He's like, you know what? I, I've scored a few times before, but they've always been from the penalty spot. I, yeah. I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to try something new. I think I'm just gonna lob a banger in from the top of the what box. The That's hell? a rocket into the top left corner of the net. Just I've casually. only ever scored a free throw, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot some three pointers here. What? What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's like I. This was about as perfect, like. It's up there with the Johan U.S. Open Cup uh, oh, volley against different. FC Dallas. That went way so, high for Johan. That was so high up in the air. It did. Johan's probably is technically a little better, and it, I think it sent us through or, or got us ahead or tied us or something. Yes. So, you know, it, it is a little different. But, man, this thing was a laser. It was a golazo. It was a banger. Dude. And he just kicked it like nobody – it was a, a, a rocket, like – Oh it was my insane. god! 
And he was like, so. I don't score goals, so I really don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like I mean, he you got to strike doing. it, dude. If you're wide open, you take the shot. Everyone would say that. And no one was closing down on him, so he was like, screw it. I'm doing it. And he put that yeah. Spanish heat on there, man. That Oh, God. <laughs> I lost my mind. I yelled. I upset my dog again because I'm not allowed to get excited. He gets really pissed. But I about dropped my pizza. It was a whole thing. It was amazing. Oh my god! It was it was amazing. Um, it came off of a header of a Toluca defender who was trying to clear it, which did not work in the slightest. Terrible um, clearance. Did they have defenders? Apparently not. Uh, they were bad. So the game ended three zero. Everyone's fired up. Uh, it's it's an insane position to be in going down to Toluca because now pretty much sporting scores one goal and and that pretty much kills any chance of a Toluca comeback because of the away goal rule. If, if sporting scores just once down in Toluca, then Toluca has to win five to one. And I don't see any way that team that we saw scores five goals on sporting KC. Do you? I think that's the game plan. I think it's, I think Peter's saying, Hey, let's just put one in the back of the net and really make it hard for him. It just takes one to really change this game. Yeah, you're uh, you're 100 right, um, and I think this is a cool. A new, they got a new coach now, bro, so that could well, go either way. I mean, are they going to be yeah. pumped up? Are they going to be, you know, kind of down on themselves? What's going to happen? Maybe they pack it in and just say, "Hey, like this is a wash. Like let's just try to salvage the Liga MX season." I don't know, but yes, their coach was fired. Um, they've gone 0 six and one in their last seven uh, competitive matches, getting outscored fifteen to one. See, I know this was on the list later on, so I'm sorry for jumping the gun and bringing it here now, but it's here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's totally fine. Um, okay. They lost. They they lost uh, to Santos Laguna four um, zero in their most recent game. Right Santos after losing three zero to Sporting KC, and and that was it. Like, I mean, you could look at the 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 Twitter mentions from their fans, and and they all wanted him gone you know, before even the sporting game. So you were looking um, at their mentions, like you were translating every tweet. I was translating a lot of them just cause they were pretty funny. Um, Oh man, that's a, yeah. sounds like you were real busy at work today, Jim. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't today. <laughs> One of the tweets translated to that. They, they thought their team was a bunch of players without eggs. So what? There's that. What does that mean? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, eggs might be a loose translation. Um, that's a terrible, uh, <laughs> terrible insult by the way yeah you remind um, me of my favorite breakfast <laughs> uh so i mean sporting kc go back into a, a huge advantage uh, in a hugely advantageous position um even though it is yeah, away in toluca um a cool note that sporting kc's pr team was immediately shouting the second that the final whistle ended was that um this was only the second time in CONCACAF Champions League history since it started in 1968 that an American club has beaten a Mexican club by three or more goals. The only other time was when the LA Galaxy did it against Santos Laguna when they won 4-1 in 1997. So that was some history that we saw. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. Breaking records, man, and the season hasn't even started. Well, tying records, I guess. So pretty cool. Now... You know, we head back um, down to Mexico Thursday night, 9 p.m. Central kickoff. It's going to be a late night. Um, 
But Jimmy thought it was at seven. I, I broke did. his heart when I said it was at nine. <laughs> I did. I was a little sad. Um, but we got quite a few. I'll be questions. at a hotel in Iowa, bro. So I'll be I'll be really sad. That's true, guys. Breaking news: This is the last podcast we're recording when Dan lives in Chicago. That's <laughs> so right. He he coming Prodigal back home. Returns. I'm gonna have a room. Dude, I'll like I'll like have a whole studio. I might even get a desk because I'm big time now. I might even have a whole maybe I'll soundproof it. No, but I won't do that. Oh man. But it's getting big time. I don't because right now my situation's not so good. It's probably really bad for my back. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're surrounded by moving boxes right now, is what you told me before we I started am. recording. And I'm like jammed in the corner on this beanbag here. So it's uh the things I do for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I'm probably going to be watching this game on my phone in Iowa. So pretty excited. Okay. Dedication. Um, yeah. We we got a lot of questions. Hawk Chuck was such a short turnaround to Sunday. Where do you see the lineup in this one? Um, Drake Ewing, lineup Good predictions, question. both CCL and MLS. Um, Good question. Eric Martinez, what should the strategy be for PV? Start some of the subs from last game uh, and then bring in some other guys if things go south. Any consideration for resting talent? Uh, I mean, this is this is the consistent question we're getting where people want to know who the heck are we going to see. Well, so, I mean, if what do you, you are, think? Do you think it, you start Hurtado? Um, man, that's a really – that one is the most interesting question to me because – I don't know if you start Hurtado over Namath because I almost wonder if like Namath's in such hot form you keep him going. But do you want to do you want to play him on Thursday and then just three days later play him again on on Sunday? No, because that's if yeah. you went if you went on Thursday, you you got to play again next week, dude. The tournament continues next week. You know that, right? I guess I didn't realize it was that quick of a turnaround, but I guess that makes quarterfinals sense. quarterfinals are will be next Wednesday or Thursday. Whether Jesus. it's at Kansas City or or not, we don't know. But, um, but yeah. So it's like, do you just, in my opinion, dude, just play that same lineup again you did in Mexico and tweak it in LA? Like, I I don't see why we shouldn't put all our chips in this Champions League bag right now while we have a good opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. So that's interesting. So this is this is what I think is going to happen. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a hybrid lineup in Mexico, and I think Peter's going to rest some guys for um, for LAFC. I, I think we'll probably, probably see. I think we'll probably see Gerso start again on the left wing, and we'll wait to see Daniel Shalawi start for LAFC. But Gerso seemed to wreak havoc on on Toluca, so that's that's a great matchup there. Um, we might see Johan start on the right wing instead of Johnny. I think Johnny's still in the 18, but Johan wasn't even in the 18 this last week. So if Johan's healthy, I think we might see Johan in there. Uh, we might see Kellen Rowe step in and start in place of either Felipe or Roger. Um, I think we may even see Rodney Wallace in, in, at left back. And who knows? We might see Borton Boroth come in, in in place of either Fontas or Beasler just to get him some minutes. So possible i don't know i think i think it's going to be a weird hybrid i do think we're going to see the first choice 11 out for lafc i think they're going to want to start off the mls season right i think they are going to not want to sacrifice the mls season in any way because i think there's such a sour taste left in their mouth from the way the season ended last year at home against portland so that's where i am there 
well, then say you got a CCL game on Wednesday or Thursday, then how do you turn that around then? Do you, since you just had Man. your starters on Sunday, do you play like your your tweaked lineup that you just played in Mexico again for CCL? I mean, you're kind of, you're yeah. kind of in an alternate lineup situation now. Yeah, this is where it gets crazy. And this is where it's going to be real hard this year with the condensed schedule plus CCL plus Open Cup. Peter's going to have this some... This is where you're going to... This is where you're going to respect Peter Vermees a little bit more and be like, God damn, it's a good decision, dude. Look at you. I see you, PV. Yeah. And this is why he said he always wants every position on the field to be two people deep with people that he feels comfortable starting. Because this is going to be a year where we're going to see a lot of rotation. Um, I mean, think about it. Are you not comfortable popping Kellen Rowe in there? Are you not comfortable putting Daniel Shallowy in there? I mean, it it all sounds fine. And everything we've heard, you know, Jalen Lindsay can hold his own. Uh, we got Rodney Wallace that could pop in there. I mean, we're, we're okay. We really got some depth going on. So yeah, it'll be fun to see what Peter does to see how he assesses the fitness. And this is where he earns his paycheck. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. We might even see Jalen Lindsay at his natural position of right back instead of left back. Um, you mean, you mean Graham's not going to play every goddamn game like last year? (laughs) I don't think anybody, yeah, Graham and and Ilya both played every single minute of the MLS season last year. I don't think we see anybody do that this year. Um, that would be nuts, dude. Zeus, he's in the best form of his life, best shape of his life. And he's one of the older guys on the team. He's killing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Age is just a number. What do you think? So I think we all kind of presumed that um, Shallowy would be the consistent starting left wing because he had his real breakout year last year. But Jerso and Namath seem to be developing quite the partnership. Uh, what, what did you? I, I assume you like what you saw from them. And 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 you know there were some quotes after where they said you know they've been kind of working on things for the the, the six weeks they've been together. Um, uh, they both mentioned that like, obviously, you know, it's not just the two of them, you know, with, with Johnny and, and, and Daniel Shallowy, the four of them all have real good chemistry, but those two in particular stuck out to me. I don't know. Did you notice that at all? They, they seemed really good. Like they were clicking, um, you know, and Jersa was interviewed at, after the game and, um, you know, about making runs and stuff with Carter Augustine and Carter was like, you know, what was going through your mind? And he's just like, you know, that's, that's why I'm here. You know, I'm here to be that fast guy. He, he probably is the fastest guy on the field in most games. And he's there to go get, just go chase the ball, go chase it down and try to make something happen. Take a guy one-on-one or split defenders, do whatever he can cause trouble, dude. And, and Jersey going to be a pain in the neck. And if Namath's there for him too, when he does chase down those balls, it, it's, it's game over. I mean, Namath will put it away every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting season. Like this is the thing I, I say I tell people, Sporting KC has such a plethora of attacking options. I'm not worried about our striker yeah, position right. like people were worried about. I still don't discount the idea that we might bring in either a TAM or DP level striker maybe in the summer if one comes available because we have that ability. But I mean, I know it's just one game, but I wrote a whole article about it for Blue Testament. I don't think people need to be worried about the striker position with Namath. I don't think people need to be worried about where goals are going to come from. So um, I like what right. I saw. So do you have any predictions agree, for uh, for what the score will be on, on Thursday? Well, you got to think Toluca is going to be a different team now. They got a different manager. 
they're going to play harder for this manager. I mean, they, they want to turn something around, maybe salvage CCL. They know they got some work to do, but really, guys, it's not all that much work. All they have to do, if they hold a clean sheet and score three goals, it goes straight to PKs. We don't have overtime or there, there's no added extra time or anything like that. So they're thinking, well, shit, if they can drop three goals on us and, and hold them off, uh, then we can drop, we can do the same at our place. So it's, while we think it's a for sure deal, it's not. So I think we could legitimately lose this game, but I do think we get a goal scored. I'm thinking we lose 2-1 or maybe draw 1-1. That's funny. You you stole my prediction. I was going to say we, we might drop the game 2-1. Um, that's kind of what I'm feeling, but... I, I mean, that's more than enough to get us through. So, and I don't that's think enough. that should be a concern I mean, whatsoever. Just, yeah, just don't lose by four goals. Done deal. Just don't. Right. So, I think um, I think there's work to do, but I don't think you should be too concerned if you're a Sporting KC fan at this point. So, but we'll, good God, you don't want PKs in Mexico. <laughs> Holy hell! Yeah, none of that. Um, we do know. Have that... you seen their stadium, by the way? Have you looked at pictures of their stadium? Uh, I have, but I don't remember what it looks like. That's kind of cool. I mean, it seems like it'll be a good environment, man. It's right in the middle of the city. It'd be like if uh, if the Sprint Center were a soccer stadium or something. It's it's right there in the thick of all the action. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. We do know they will be without one of their players, Felipe Pardo, who broke his toe when part of Children's Mercy Park fell apart after the game. Um, there were some, some. He got hurt. A player did. Yeah, he's out four to six weeks. Oh um, my god! Part over by the the Bud Light corner near the South Stand. There was a, a bunch of Toluca yes. fans. They were all kind of crowding against the side railing near the tunnel where the away team goes in. Um, did everyone see this? And there's a video on Facebook. I think it got shared in the Cauldron Facebook group. Um, the Blue Testament wrote an article about it, but yeah, the 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 wait, wait, didn't the Cauldron Facebook group shut down? <laughs> and then twenty four out twenty four hours later, it's like Jesus, it rose from the dead. Um, we never talked about this, dude. It was that's resurrected. That's true. And I'm like, yo, yo, stick to your guns, man. You you had a th- you you were shutting it down, and now you're bringing it back. What are you, what are you Toys R Us? What is this? <laughs> Yeah, so it lives. It's not dead. It's not okay. dead yet. Um, Very weird. So, oh, I'm here for that for that weirdness. But yes, <laughs> dude, the railing. It insane. just fell. It fell, and like eight or nine people fell down. One fan broke his leg or broke his ankle. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, it. You can kind of see it in the video when it fell. It kind of clips a player on his left foot, and I guess he broke a toe. So, holy um, shit. I'm sure Sporting KC will be hearing really bad. from Toluca's lawyers. Um, I would assume so. And DC United is like, we're not the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, except theirs fell apart on opening night of the stadium. So And hit their v- VP of communication, which isn't great. Um, but well, yeah, so Sporting had to is issue... The fans are... Fans are like, hey, hey, you know, good game. We're here for you. We love you guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're falling. <laughs> um, Sporting had to issue a statement and saying that, you know, the club is thoroughly investigating what happened and that, you know, um, stadium personnel and medical staff had to respond and engineers and contractors are already inspecting the area. So 
this 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 is something that's you know a, a little bit of an issue that Sporting KC is going to have to deal with going forward. So, you know, that's that, crazy, man. It, it just means Luca's without one more player. So, not great for them. Um, no. Let's hit the LAFC game real quick. Um, you know, we we don't know exactly what we can talk about yet because we really have no idea what the lineup's going to look like. But, um, you know, this is a game at LAFC. LAFC is a really good club. Um, they, they had the most successful um, inaugural season for an MLS side by points ever, um, even more so than Atlanta, despite what the narratives might have you say. Um, so, I don't know. Are you feeling nervous for this one at all, or is it just so totally overshadowed by um, – by the the CCL match. Oh, it's so weird. Like I I've I've caught it now. I've really caught the CCL fever and I'm fully invested in this competition right now. But MLS is here, man, and we need to get jacked for this as well. So, when talking about this LAFC game, MLS in general, you, you we always say you can't put much stock into these games because in the first month or two, Teams are really trying to find their footing, maybe trying to get their fitness back. But with sporting, it seems like that fitness never left. And we might be looking good in a CCL competition and ready to go take it to LEFC. The only thing, I mean, it'll be a lot better weather. That's for damn sure out west. Um, Carlos Vela is questionable, I think, for the weekend. Yep. Um, but other than that, I mean, we're not going to see Benny Failhaber because he's moved on to Colorado. Um I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, it's tough. You can't. It's tough to preview a game when you haven't seen who that team is this season yet that you're playing. Everyone's identity is new every single year. Everyone can, uh, you know, really flip your season around or and be a stinker or be a championship team. Yeah, this one is one where, like, I, I mean, I say this for all away games. If you've been listening for a while, you know, I say if you come out of an away game with a draw, that's a, that's a good result. Um, I think that's, that's good. That's, Christian Ramirez too, man. Christian he's, Ramirez. He's going to be hot. He's going to be hot this year. He's going to be great. Superman. Y'all know I'm a Superman fan, except when he's playing Stop. SKC. I know you're in love with him. <laughs> um, Latif is there, obviously. Um, Diego Rossi uh, still there. Andre Horta. Like these are all very good players. So um, Walker Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman. Yeah. Their defense is going to look a little different last year uh, than last year. Cause you know, they had Lawrence Simon who left yep. partway through the year. Um, who's now in Toronto, right. probably wishing he was back at LAFC. <laughs> um, but yeah, this will be an interesting one. So I think I think you're right. This could go one of two ways. It could be, man, Sporting's tired because they just played on Thursday. A draw would be great. This could also be the starters are feeling fresh because PV rested them. Sporting KC's already a competitive match in, and Sporting KC comes out there looking more fit than LAFC. So here's one narrative for you. LAFC lost one time at home last year to us. So let's go do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. I'm pumped. I mean, dude, they, they didn't lose at home at all. And they've pretty much ever because that stadium's new. So they've only lost at home once ever. To sporting. So. That's pretty cool. Um, I will say, I don't, I'm not going to give a prediction, like a, a score specifically, but I do think we get a result in some way. Whether that's a win or a draw, we come out you of there so? with points. Yeah. I do. Let's so. do it, man. Hell yeah. Um, we'll, we'll recap here real quick what, what happened in the rest of uh, CCL action. Um, I did want to get – I meant to jump to this before LAFC, but 
one of the guys at Blue Testament, and we had a question about this um, come in um, from uh, the damage is done is the handle on Twitter. I don't know if that person's ever asked a question before. So if you haven't, thank you. If you have, sorry. Um, but Blue Testament uh, had an op-ed that was published by Robert Russert where he said that he actually doesn't want Sporting KC to go very far in CONCACAF Champions League. He wants them to play just four games and then be done as to not sacrifice the MLS season. Do you have any thoughts on on that at all? Say that last bit again. Would you? So he, this guy says that he'd rather Sporting KC lose after the second round of CONCACAF Champions League and and do well in MLS, but he's worried if we go too far in Champions League that it'll be to the detriment of Sporting's chances in the MLS regular season, and he'd rather them what? lose in CCL and and try to win MLS Cup than go far in CCL. No, stop that nonsense. Stop that. That's poison. Who is this man? Stop. <laughs> Tone that down. We want to win every single thing. Okay. By the way, I'm over here looking at the power rankings. I, I know you never can put much stock in power rankings, but dude. There's every reason to be excited right now. Sporting is number three on this year's preseason power rankings, right above LAFC at number four. So this team has everything, and I think we should go for everything. I don't think we should pass out of this tournament and, and so we don't ruin our MLS season. Why, don't, why would it ruin it? I think we've got enough people to get the job done. I 100% agree with you. I, I mean, look. We've won. I'm. I'm not. I'm, if I had to choose one trophy to win this season, hopefully we win multiple trophies. But if I have to choose only one to win this season, maybe this is a little blasphemous. Maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. I'm picking Concacaf Champions League. I want to be the first MLS team to, one? to ever cool. win Concacaf Champions League. I want to beat all these Liga MX teams. I want to go to the FIFA Club World Cup. Let's take on freaking Real Madrid. Like, come on now. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, but no, but seriously, I think it'd be really cool. I do not want to sacrifice CCL just to maybe have a chance of advancing an MLS Cup. I also think this team is deep enough that we can do both. I'm not that worried about it. So, hey, how does the Club World Cup even work? Is it all played in one place or do you do home and away games? I don't know. I really hope it's home and away just because I think it'd be okay. hilarious if, like, Manchester United had to come play yeah. at Children's Mercy Park in a somewhat oh competitive God. match, and then we go play at Old Trafford. So no, there's no <laughs> way. It's probably down in like Abu Dhabi or some shit. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but speaking of power rankings, I mean, so there was that, and then also if you look at 538's Major League Soccer predictions, they have Sporting KC kind of ranked third. They give us an 87 percent chance of making the playoffs. The highest teams are Atlanta and New York Red Bulls at 90 percent. They give us a 24% chance at securing a first-round bye, which, remember, is different this year because it's only one team in the new playoff format. The highest is Atlanta at 27%. And they give us mm. um, an 11% chance at winning both the Supporters' Shield and MLS Cup. Um, the highest is Atlanta at 18 and 16, respectively. But we are by far and away the yeah. highest-rated Western Conference team, according to 538. So take that for what you will. Well, here's some breaking news for you. If we do get past Toluca, we will be playing uh, Club Atletico Independiente. Okay, are they they uh, they're beating Toronto, I guess, or not losing to yeah, Toronto? Yeah, they, they won five one. Yeah, aggregate or tonight five one on a- aggregate. Oh, I was like, my God, Toronto! <laughs> like Jesus so, Christ! Hey, I mean, there's hopefully we get to preview that game um, next week or something. But that's uh, that's cool, man. 
very cool um so yeah let's uh let's go through real quick okay so we know now that toronto is out um houston beat guastatoya on the road um one zero down in guatemala uh, i believe it was and they're currently on weather delay so we don't know what's going on there um and then uh as far as other um CONCACAF Champions League games goes. Obviously, uh, Atlanta United lost to uh, CS Herediano down in Costa Rica. Um, and uh, New York Red Bulls beat Atletico Pan- Pantoya 2-0. So, um, yeah, there's a, that's where they stand now. Um, Sporting KC, definitely the MLS team with the best chance to go through. Red Bulls also in a pretty good spot, as well as the Dynamo. So, um, we did have some salty Atlanta fans in our mentions, dude. They, they were they were oh, pretty boy. upset. We did, you know. We'll, did we ever? Someone was like, "Oh, here's this for relevancy," and they retweeted uh, an Atlanta rumor site, and I was like, "Okay, well, how's that relevant? That's an that's an Atlanta Georgia based rumor site. You're not helping your case at all. You're just showing that you're a salty homer." Right? Yeah, relevancy is not getting booted out of your home stadium by a monster truck rally to go play at a college yes. stadium where that only holds 10,000 people this, because that's exactly what's happening to Atlanta. Stop. Yeah. It's you told her to enjoy the monster trucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on now, get your own stadium, join the big boys. Like, let's go. Oh man. You're going to play at like Kennes- Kennesaw state university with a 10,000 seat stadium because a monster truck rally gets first priority over you for Mercedes Benz stadium. So let's, you know, well, how's this for you? I, I watch wrestling. No shame. Don't make fun of me. Uh, <laughs> Monday Night Raw was in Atlanta, Georgia, and front row was someone holding up a Atlanta United MLS Cup champion scarf. Jeez. I don't know, man. Front row, bro. I was like, do I got to see this shit all night? <laughs> I mean, look, again, good for them for being successful, but like, don't come at us being like, we got our own rumor site. Do your radio stations talk about you? Yeah, they do. When they're not getting bitched out by Kansas state yeah. fans for taunting a college kid. Um, so oh, what? Oh shit. That's a thing that happened too. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. That's topical. It's been a crazy week. Um, our boy Bukati is, is, is more like a boo Katie. They're, they're not oh happy with this God. guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. Um, yeah, that was the worst. So yes, yeah, we do we do get coverage. We got we got podcasts on podcasts just like Atlanta. We got yeah. we got front page in the star. We got radio station like come on. Uh, Sorry, we're not we're not dirty south soccer. No. We're we're clean Midwest footy, you yeah. know. Atlanta didn't invent invent getting media coverage. Like let's relax a little bit. So um No. They're just if anything, you have a good rap scene. Congratulations. <laughs> um <laughs> they're just mad because they're already starting to question some of their coaches' moves. They're already turning on their poor little 17-year-old George Bellow, who they all wanted to start, and then he got overwhelmed, and now they're like, why did he start Bellow? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe you should oh, hire a better Georgie. coach. So, anyway. Yeah. We'll welcome you with open arms on May 5th, Atlanta. Looking forward to seeing you. Oh. So... That will be that'll be a good one. Um, anyway, let's talk briefly um, about some of these uh, MLS Cup or wow, not MLS Cup, MLS games coming up because um, the season starts on Saturday. 
Sporting doesn't play till Sunday, but the season starts Saturday. Um, I don't know, man. Are there any? We got Philly TFC, Orlando City NYCFC, Columbus is playing the Red Bulls, Dallas New England, Rapids Portland, Houston versus RSL, um, Vancouver versus Minnesota, the Galaxy take on the Fire, San Jose takes on Montreal. And Seattle hosts FC Cincinnati in their first ever MLS game. Um, yeah, dude. Is there any game? I feel like you got to be watching Seattle and Cincinnati. Yeah. And then, but I also feel like Colorado might be interesting to watch this year for some reason. And seeing them take on Portland at home would be kind of that's a fun little clash right there. Yeah. So we did actually get it's Cascadia, right? We we did. Yeah, yeah. We did actually get a question. Um, from somebody he goes it's not about sporting but he said colorado's kind of becoming Wait. skc 2.0 um and wants to know did i just say cascadia it's not cascadia what do they call that shit no colorado has a rivalry with with real salt lake don't they yeah portland's part of cascadia the mountain range thing. no yeah yeah so yeah, that's right um i'm stupid <laughs> but go ahead skc 2.0 yeah so so uh at goal scoring gal said, Hey, Colorado's become an SKC 2.0. How do you expect them to play this year? Um, Eric Martinez says he thinks they're going to be a beast. We're not a Colorado podcast, but I mean, I have some thoughts on Colorado. I don't know what you think about them, but I basically, my thought is I don't ex- ever expect anything from Colorado. I think they're perpetually not good. I think it'll be interesting to see how Diego can do in a new system, but he doesn't have the attacking pieces around him he had here in SKC. Kai Kamara can wreck a locker room and also just wants the ball all the time. Their goalkeeper should have retired four years ago in Tim Howard. So I don't expect much from Colorado, but I don't know. What do you think? Not a lot, but I mean, it is, it's interesting to see Rubio over there. Kai Kamara's over there. Benny Fellhaber. Um, There'll be a, a different team to watch, that's for sure. Yeah. Benny's not going to be the Benny of 2015. Like, he's just not that player anymore. He's not going to be that dynamic attacking midfielder. He's probably more of a a, a number eight box-to-box, but even more so probably just back in that sort of defensive midfield role now. They do have Kellen Acosta in their midfield, but I think he's maybe a little bit overrated. Um, so, I don't know. I don't think Colorado's a playoff team, but, you know, that's me. Um but I will be paying a little bit of attention to them because I do kind of want to see how the former sporting players do. Um, yeah, for sure. And then the other game on Sunday, we have DC United versus Atlanta United. This one I'm very interested in because I'm curious to see. That could be fun. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Atlanta responds after potentially already getting knocked out of the CCL. I'm curious to see how Pity Martinez, their big signing who – David Gass on Extra Time Radio said is going to be the best player in Major League Soccer this year before he's even played a game in Major League Soccer. I'm curious to see how he does. And I'm curious to see how DC United and players like Lucho Acosta perform after almost getting transferred to PSG and then kind of being catfished and then not being transferred to PSG. So this one's interesting to me. So I don't know. I'm sure you'll be watching that one as well, right? I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to have all of them on if I can. I mean, I got a lot of unpacking to do, and probably gotta go buy a car or something, you know. But I'll, I'll uh, just I'll minor things on the tube. <laughs> so yeah, um, 
there's a lot of games going on because obviously we got 24 teams now. Did you see Peter Vermees say that he thinks at some point MLS is going to get to 40 teams? <laughs> so if we... That's that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, Don Garber said 28 and then we'd stop. And then more recently, he's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get to 28. We're not going to stop at 28. I can tell you yeah. that now. Um, oh, my God. I wouldn't be surprised if we do get to 40, man. Like, there's some, like you'd end up with two conferences of 20 teams. They'd probably never play each other until the final. At that point, if you wanted to get really crazy, don't tell anybody. You could have Pro-Rel. If you were to do like MLS 1 and MLS 2. Oh shh, no. Don't tell anybody I said that. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want it. Um, I'm not into it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's It's crazy, man. There's just there's so many teams out there trying to get into MLS. It's it's just kind of crazy what happens. So, well, we're here for it every step of the way. Um, and then yeah, there, there's a couple other big news items around the league. Um, as of now, the LA Galaxy still have four designated players. Their first game Saturday. The roster freezes Friday. They're just ignoring rules. Um, no, no one knows what's going to happen. Uh, they got rid of Ola Kamara. Yeah, that's not official yet, but he's on his way. Like they they gave him permission to fly to China to sell him off to China to a um, a Chinese Super League team. China. Which man doesn't it feel like that was such a waste of all of his talent in LA? Like he could have been so. I feel like if Sporting had a guy like Ola Kamara last year, that might have been like the piece that put us over the top. So yeah, for sure. They brought in Ola Kamara, and then like two weeks later, they signed Zlatan, and Ola had to be like, really? Like, come on now. So <laughs> he's maybe going to, to China, but yeah, they they still have four designated players. They're saying that, you know, they're still trying to buy down Gio Dos Santos's contract and restructure it, which technically is against MLS's own rules, but MLS is going to MLS, and they're just going to make up rules. So We wrote the rules. We can break the rules. That's how it goes. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them because they kind of got themselves in this situation themselves. But, I mean, like, look, have you seen, like, Sam Stachel said stuff that, like, other front office executives have said something like, if MLS lets Giodo Santos play for the LA Galaxy this year, like, it's lost all credibility. That's other MLS front office execs saying stuff like that. So, yeah, what are you going to do, though? I mean, I mean, you can't do anything. Stick your head in doo-doo. <laughs> can't do anything. It's, yeah, you, you really can't um, because they're the league. They make up the rules as they go. Um, but, That's true. Um, I don't know. It'll just be an interesting situation to watch. Um, right. And then I don't know if you have ESPN Plus or not, but if you do, I assume you do. Yes. Do you have any interest in watching this We Are LAFC documentary that they released i don't know if you for sure those of you do. who haven't heard about it it's an all-access documentary series where they basically followed the team through their inaugural season last year bob bradley was mic'd up at practices and games it's kind of like hard knocks for lafc except throughout the whole season and they weren't bad but this oh, kind of cool right and they weren't bad <laughs> like hard knocks hard knocks means they have to be really bad actually i take that back cleveland browns were kind of exciting to watch this year no, really, but okay. honestly, the, it, by NFL rule, like it has to be one of like the three worst teams in the league tells them they have to do it. So to do hard knocks, yeah, they force them to do it, right? Unless it's a yeah. new coach, they're not allowed to do it if it's a new coach. That is true. Yes, 
But yeah, it's it was exciting though because Cleveland actually did decent. But I think this will be fun because LAFC was decent as well, and you got Will Ferrell. He's a personality there. Uh, Benny probably did some shenanigans. It's like ten episodes, man. I'm excited to watch it. I, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, checking it out. Yeah, I will too. I'm gonna have to find some time to do it because yeah, it's tough. I don't know when the heck I'll have that time, but um, zero yeah, time. Definitely something I will be looking forward to in my off time. Whenever that is. So, um, yeah, man, this was the first victory pod of the year. I think we pretty much it covered is. it all. So, end um, this shit. That's a good <laughs> note. There you go. We, uh, we will be back hopefully after Sporting KC has secured a spot in the next round of the CCL and after we've oh, opened man, the MLS CCL. season with a victory against LAFC. So, you got nine o'clock on Thursday, you got 7 30 on ESPN on sunday it's big time yes sir big big few days for sporting kc but um until then make sure you follow us on twitter at no other pod follow dan at dan kuzer follow me at jcmax03 like us on facebook facebook.com slash no other pod you can send us an email no other pod at gmail.com and don't forget to rate and review us five stars give us a review thank you guys if you already have uh but tell your friends always looking for more so um but yeah thank you guys for listening and sticking with us throughout this hour uh we will be back next wednesday as always but until then he's dan i'm jimmy we'll talk to y'all later see ya word to your mother It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.